Hey everybody, I'm Cheryl Pickens. I'm Jonathan Yudoka. And welcome to Our Town. This is our podcast featuring businesses and individuals in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Today, tell the folks where we are, Jonathan. We're here at Jackson Diamond Jewelers here uh, off Perkins Road in Stillwater. Very good. And sitting with us are the Jacksons, the Jackson 2. We have Brad Jackson and Paula Jackson. Thank you guys for sitting in with us and... um, we're just going to start peppering you with questions. The The purpose of this podcast is to just let folks know what's going on in the Stillwater business area, how things have come to be. There have been people, like, I don't know, there have been people who move in in the last 10 years. Well, you've always been here. So what was the jewelry scene before you got here? So we want you to take us back. Um, what, did, what were you doing before jewelry? Because you've been here now, what, 34 years? 37 years. 37 years. Okay, Okay. so so if you had some life before that, tell us what was going on and what made jewelry the next step. They were probably teenagers then. Well, I'm thinking, why were you just like hanging around junior high and you say, hey, let's go do jewelry? Mm -hmm. Pretty much. We (laughs) was in grade school and we decided to you know, get married, come start a jewelry store. That's it. Okay. I thought it was pretty nice. That's you know? right. And then when I hit 10 years old, we decided. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So no, that's putting wrong. that all in perspective, you were probably a little older than, than that, but yeah. what, what were you doing at the time? Well, I was working in Enid at my brother's store, uh, helping him get that established. And then we got married. In and two, 1981. And two years after that, we moved to Stillwater. Uh, we looked at a lot of places around the state. And decided Stillwater was good because my parents had a store in Blackwell, one in Punk. They didn't have Punk City then, did they? Not at the time. They had one in Blackwell. My brother had Enid, this, so it made a perfect triangle. Uh, then they ended up buying a store in, in Enid and running that for uh, 10, 12 years. Ponca. Ponca. Great. Sorry, Ponca. That's okay. So you were moving the business south a little bit. Right. And did you do, you know, I don't know what the demographic studies were back in the day, but, you know, did you put, like, a traffic count? Did you, like, look at the population? Did you call the city? I mean, how'd you pick Stillwater other than made that triangle fit? Well, uh, we did look at the demographics, and probably today if I would have looked at those demographics, I wouldn't have done it. (laughs) (laughs) Ignorance is bliss, right? Ignorance is bliss. We didn't know what was going on. We just knew that you'd open up a store and it would be successful because that's the way people did it back in the old days, and that's the way we were going to do it. Uh, Stillwater was the biggest town out of all the the towns, so we figured, well, what could have hurt? Uh, One cool thing about Stillwater is it constantly rotates uh, people that are getting married. There you go. And so we thought the wedding industry would probably be pretty good here. So uh, we moved to town, and then we learned how to actually do business. <laughs> there you go. And again, there were no videos. There, there were no. There oh were, I guess gosh. there were some classes, but uh, the real entrepreneurs, you know, even 37, 38 years ago, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, tutorials there for you. Yeah, this is an interesting conversation I was having with someone earlier today. That a lot of times you start a business because you love doing the thing. Uh, right, but that doesn't mean you know how to do the business, right? So what were some of the roadblocks you, you found in those early days that you had to learn about business that weren't necessarily jewelry? Well, I grew up in the business. I was uh, born almost in the jewelry store uh, <laughs> in Blackwell. And, uh, Tell that story. Oh. So your mom was pregnant. My, yeah. It was with, November. With my dad. <laughs> it was in November, and... Uh, my uh, dad was trying to sell a set of china. And back in the old days, they, they had uh, china, giftware, and a lot of other things, and jewelry, because they did a lot of weddings and things like that. Well, he was trying to sell this china for $100 for the entire set. 
and he was trying to sell that because he needed the money to be able to pay the hospital. And my mother's water broke as he was selling it. So finally, the lady said, Bob, uh, take your wife to the hospital. I'll come back and get the china after you come back and open up. Because he didn't want to lose the sale. Right. So he made the sale, took my mom, and then I was born. <laughs> it, so it worked out. That's great. And she came, Wait, back so to, she came back to work in like four days, I think, after. Yeah. That, but he finished the sale Christmas. first. It, oh, yes. Oh, well, it? no, he, he got the verbal commitment. Okay. And yeah. that back then, yeah. that was good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I will unlike, buy it. Unlike today. That's right. <laughs> I've, I've already committed to buy a lot of things that I'm not going to buy. I'm going to walk out here without. <laughs> well, we already put it on your credit card. Oh, dang, there's that. There's that. <laughs> so then I grew up in, in the business. But what's interesting is back then they had trade associations and th stuff, and my dad was really strong in all that. Uh, I was a young kid who uh, was always there, and I remember when I w got my graduate gemologist, I went out to California to get that, uh, right out of high school. I came back, and I was sitting in a, in a room after a jeweler's um, state meeting, and there was like six guys, five guys in there. They were all over 60, older than 60. Uh, they had the same degree that I did. They did their correspondence where I got my gemology degree in residence. Uh, there, when, I was, when I graduated, there were six in the state. I was one of them. Uh, five of them were over 65 years old, and uh, I was 18. Wow. So I was a young whippersnapper. It's kind of fun. So either you're crazy and I'm way too young to be doing this, or you go, holy smoke, the world is my oyster. No, it was actually a pretty good business because um, uh, I knew all about stones. It was right when, when uh, gemology and things become popular where they started really, like the GIA system on grading and things became something that people were starting to ask about. So I was actually trained in it. Uh, and right off the bat, I got a job uh, at B.C. Clark Jewelers downtown. I did a lot of their appraisal work and things like that. Uh, I was there for about two years while I went to a different university than where we are right now. Uh, and then my brother opened up his store, or bought the store out in Enid, and um, he asked if I would come over and help him do that. So I moved and helped him for seven years, met Paula, and started this. And then we started this one. Well, I think there's probably more of that backstory th than I knew. I'm learning it for the first time. I, you know, I, it, it didn't dawn on me. Oh, yeah, they opened a jewelry store. For a lot of people, they don't realize the specialty. You know, mm -hmm. even today, you can you can buy a diamond ring online if you wanted to. But there's so many people that don't appreciate mm -hmm. and understand what goes behind that, and you can get taken advantage of. You know, if you don't know what you're doing or have someone. Yeah you know, on your side. Yeah. I, I have no idea how people would start a business today. Back then was totally different. Uh, if you give somebody your word, your word was good. And you didn't break your word. If the right. handshake was a handshake, your word, if you said, I'll take it, you took it. And you paid for it. Um, back then, you didn't need the credit uh, as much as you need now. You needed it, but not as much because, again, it was word of mouth. Uh, since I'd been in the business for in the family business so long, uh, we had a lot of people that knew me, uh, knew of our reputation, and uh, they helped us out to get started. Uh, vendors that knew us would open up credit lines for us with no problem. Uh, we got anything we wanted to get. Uh, I had other jewelers that helped us. Uh, it was just everybody helped us get going because uh, they knew our parents, and uh, you know it's a thing to do back then. You help you help young people get started. That's so, right. So, but today it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you mentioned the, the family business uh, a lot of times. Did you all stay connected on the business side? I mean, were, are they 
all own together? Uh, each one of them was independent, okay. but we were a family, so we always worked as a family. Sometimes we'd buy together, or sometimes we'd go to markets together. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, we're still independent and kept it kept it that way. And are the others still going? Uh, Blackwell and Ponca closed down. My parents have passed away now. Mm-hmm. My brother still has a strong store in Enid. And he's been there almost 45 years. 45 years. Wow. And he bought a store that had been there. Since the early 1900s. Forever. Wow. And, in fact, Brad's dad, when he got out of jewelry. Watchmaking school. Jewelry and watchmaking school in Kansas City, went to the store in Enid to do his apprenticeship. And so after he finished his apprenticeship, then they went to Blackwell and opened the store, he and Grace. And so Kurt came in when that store was ready to retire and bought them out. Right. And now his son, Ryan, is helping him run that. And I think eventually we'll take that over. If not, Hardy hasn't taken it over a little bit. So. Right. And that's the store that I walked in and met Brad at. Yeah. Um, you should tell him that story. Let's hear that story. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to tell him myself now. <laughs> this, this store is about as big as two showcases and about at as the long time as it was, yeah. two showcases. And that's as large as this store was. They did a great, great business there. Um, but one day I was sitting there, and Paula walks in. Well, you were actually in the back, and um, I think you had a party the night before, a Halloween party. A little party. Um, that I heard about. So I had been um, engaged to somebody else and had made the mistake of paying for the ring because he was going to pay me back when he got the money, which is definitely not a good thing to ever do. Don't ever do that. Ladies. Um, but Gentlemen. in my case, um, anyway, it didn't work out. I left and took the ring with me because I had paid for it. He never paid me back. So went to Enid to where my parents had retired from the Air Force and lived, and my mom had just had some dealings with the nice Jackson boys downtown. So she said, take that ring and get it put into a pendant. You know, that way you can use it. Still have the value. Yes, so since I had paid for it. So I walked in on a Saturday, and Kurt, his brother, came up, and I told him what I wanted, and he said, well, I'll just do it while you wait, which is not the norm when somebody comes in with a jewelry job. You know, we usually have to check it in, get them in line behind everybody else. Well, I don't know if he was thinking something or what, but so he goes back to set my diamond and tells Brad to come up and talk to me, and that was October of 1980, and about seven months later, we were married. He he set us up. He knew he knew what he was doing. Between my mom and Kurt, you you know, and my stupidity, (laughs) paying for this ring that I had. Oh, not not meeting me. The stupidity. (laughs) No, the stupidity of me. Poor decisions. My poor decisions. Unanswered prayers. Yes, that's true. That's true. It was a blessing. So, so then did when when you got your first store? What was your role? In, I mean, did you have another job outside the jewelry business? Did you stay home with the kids? What What was your Well, role? we had only been married two years, and we we actually built, was it most most of these showcases we built in our garage in Enid. Wow. Um, and the neighbors would walk up and down the street kind of looking in there like, <laughs> like kind of look like coffins. What are, you all, what are you all building in your garage? And so a lot of the things we did, especially Brad, in the first store downtown, the mm-hmm. first location at 7th and Husband, was to build it ourselves <clears throat> so we could make it nicer and not spend as much money. We didn't spend that much money on building it, but it was a nice store. Yeah, so sure. Brad gutted the whole building, um, did everything he could. I had a few subs that did electrical and plumbing, and we did the rest with the help of his parents. So his mom trained me how to do books. I had no idea 
how to do bookwork. She taught me, got, you know, computers weren't around then, so got my big notebook set up and um, taught me how to take care of things. And we <clears throat> went to market and bought inventory and opened the store. Paula did have a little bit going on. She went to Botter Fashion College and got your degree in fashion merchandising. Fashion merchandising. So um, that has helped us out, which kind of helps on the PIA side. That's mm -hmm. right. Well, it, and who knew, again, back in the, the earlier days of your life, you're doing things that you're interested in. You're doing mm -hmm. things that you're brought up in and, and learning about. And I just think God's great whenever he puts all those things mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. and you recognize it. And as you're growing, you're adding different things. So, yeah. so okay. now talk. You go ahead. No, I was going to ask. So, well, tell us about that. So, how did that evolve into what you're doing now? Well, I remember in school there were the people that <clears throat> wanted to have their own store. Everybody wanted to have their own store. <clears throat> Excuse me. When they got out of college, and I'm like, I don't want to have a store. I have no desire. I want to go to New York and do <laughs> windows in the big um, <clears throat> department yeah. stores. So. Um, that didn't, I wasn't brave enough to do that. So um, I think I, when we did have windows to do displays in, I really loved doing that. And people would really watch for my window display. So, and I love displaying in the cases. That's kind of my passion, just anything artistic. So it's carried over into that. Did you have a lot of that when you were in the downtown location? Um, the window display? Yes. yes, we had, we had four or five windows. We had four in the front of the store that you could walk the sidewalk and look in and see them. And then the restaurant up above, Tingles, and then the bay and all that. We had a window to the back of our store and a door that people could come down from the restaurant and see our display. Cool. In fact, one time we actually, we were closed, but we put a will you marry me sign from somebody in the window so he could take her upstairs to dinner and then Aww. come down and she could look in there. She couldn't have a ring right there because <laughs> it's locked, but right. he proposed. Yeah. So That's We should have stayed fun. there and got the ring out for him. I know. That would have been to, And they didn't have videos then, so we couldn't video. Yeah. That's right. Well, yeah. But we have, we have that happen a lot. We have people propose out in front of the love sign. Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask about. Tell us about the, the love sign. There was some signs around town before it went up, and then... Not well, like that. Oh, the signs oh, we put say, out. Yeah, love yeah, is yeah. coming. Right, right, right. Love is coming, yeah. Well, we What's the story a, behind that? We had a big, um, like, was three-tier fountain three -tier out front. Fountain out there. We wanted a piece of sculpture or something out there on the patio, and so we, Brad, bought a big fountain, and it turned into a bird sanctuary. <laughs> Oh my and gosh. birds came from all over the county to take turns bathing in it. And doing other things. Like and that. so, and then because of the wind here, the water was always blowing mm. and going everywhere. And It was a mess. It was really just a little bit too big. And we took it down and somebody sought out back and came and bought it from us. Nice. And, yeah. yeah. And then we had one of our former employees, we were kind of brainstorming what we could put out front. I, I just got back from New York and I saw the big... Uh, L-O-V-E square in Manhattan mm -hmm. and I thought that was so cool so um, we talked about doing something out there and she found that because we couldn't do the square one right. but uh, she found a picture of this one and I'm going that's it well you actually with some help from some people at OSU came up with that the well, design yeah, and the, everything yeah, it was, the we angles had to work, and all the we had to work at it just a little bit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so we had that installed right before Thanksgiving two years ago. Yeah. I think. Nice. Yeah. And so we have, we've had buses stop out front 
take pictures. And That's great. Yeah, last, last um, I guess, Valentine's, a, a bus from one of the nursing homes came and brought their residents Aww. out front. They called That's and asked cool. if they could, of course. Family pictures, yeah. all sorts of things. Um, cool. And one of our, well, she actually still works for us from home. Her husband's company built this, and it was their first project. Wonderful. So they were, it was pretty exciting to see it installed. That's yeah. great. That's great. But the signs we did put around town to tease everybody that love is coming, mm-hmm. and love came, <laughs> but they wanted more than that. Uh-huh. They, they wanted, wanted more than just love. They wanted more than just that. I said it was a sculpture that was coming. Mm-hmm. They wanted a new line in here. They wanted ah. a new jewelry <laughs> store or a lingerie shop somewhere. Or there you go. It was everything nobody was. They didn't envision like it they would be that. Yeah, right. they were like, oh, is it going to stay up? All the time? That's yeah. it, right? Yeah. So well, we, yeah. We, we thought it was pretty cool because there wasn't anything in town like that. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We still love it. else is there a photo op? You exactly. Know? exactly. Well, and love kind of stands for what we are here. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a love business. and All right. So and speaking of, now, uh, what was it, several years ago you added... Uh, clothing line. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about, again, the the backstory. Yes, we know you, you have it. We see it. Mm-hmm. So what made you think that that might be, you know, some, some real estate you wanted to devote to that? Actually, it was Brad's idea. That mm-hmm. Brad? Everybody thinks it's probably was mine, but he presented it to me. We had the room, and he thought it'd be good to diversify and do something different, and it would be a compliment. So I, I noticed that. In the old days, ladies would come in and pick stuff out and even buy some stuff for themselves. But they usually come in a lot. But I noticed they weren't coming in as often. So I said, well, how can we get women in here? Because if we get them in here, we can show them some jewelry, call their husbands, and we can sell. There you go. So it made sense to me. And I said, well, what does women like? <laughs> they like to buy clothes because Paula likes it. And I figured if Paula likes it, everybody likes it. And so that's what we did. And uh, it's been definitely a learning curve. Mm-hmm. That is one of the hardest businesses. <laughs> it is. To anticipate what somebody wants, yes. the style. Yes. Yeah. And it'll be four, actually it'll be four years in yeah. August that we've done oh, this. That's great. So we took off and went to clothing market in Dallas, and I was scared to death because I didn't want to make a mistake. And how do I pick for the whole town? Right. Um, I know how to pick for me, but not everybody wants to look like me. Right. Or just well, like ha- me, do so. you have, uh, have you got a demographic? that you kind of settled in on, or is it still all over the place? All over the place. Women. Ha- women, yeah. there you go. Women, there you go. Yes. Or do you have any fellas or, or other people buying for women? Coming uh, in to yes. buy a sometimes. gift for a woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, we have gift cards, so they come in a okay. lot to buy a That's gift good. card, so they don't have to pick out an item per se, and that works. And if we have an item or an outfit put all together, we've had guys walk in and just, I'll take all of this. <laughs> they don't have to put it together. I believe so. she's a seven. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just... What's cool about us on, on the way we do this over here is on jewelry, it's such the salesman and customer, or it's a you develop a relationship, and we really spend a lot of time with, with people. Mm-hmm. And we took that over there to where we spend time over there with people to figure out what they want. Yeah. Uh, so if guys come in here, I mean, Paula and the girls are here to really help out, and they can usually figure out what they want. Mm-hmm. So it, it works out really well. Mm-hmm. More customer service than most places that you would go into. And with the big box stores, you don't get customer service anymore. I think that's what's lost about independent businesses is the one-on-one customer service that you don't get anymore. And, in fact, I have younger people kind of freak out because they don't know what that means, and they just go, 
why are you here? Why are you standing yeah. by me? I'm going, because I'm trying to help you. Yeah. <laughs> they right. go, how? I we know. have to re-educate them. Yeah, he said, well, I'll look and see, and then I'll go back on the Internet and look. I said, you don't need to, because I can help you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I actually know what is going on. It's mm -hmm. it. That's it. But, well, that's, again, they're not used to people, salespeople actually knowing what's going on. So right. it's just so hard anymore. Have you seen that shift? I mean, you guys have a unique perspective, I think, on both on Stillwater and kind of growth and expansion, but also this shift in maybe away from customer service and now maybe back to customer service. I don't know. But uh, as we've seen, you know, Internet sales go up and all those sorts of things, I think, you know, fine jewelry is maybe a unique area where you always kind of needed that service. Um, but have you seen people kind of go away and come back and, and really emphasize the, that service side that you don't get elsewhere? I think the biggest thing that we see, one thing is jewelry sales on the Internet only amount to about 6 to 8% of all the jewelry sold in the United States. Wow. So Internet sales are not that much. Now, they are getting better and better, or more and more, uh, and we are getting ready to launch our own website that you can buy off of, which helps us out because we have a lot of OSU students that graduate that we've helped out move off. And they want to know how they can continue doing business with us because they know us. Yeah. And so we decided to go ahead and put that together. Um, but I forgot what your question was. <laughs> no, the yeah. service part yeah. of it. Oh, the service part of it. Uh, but it went away, but now it's coming back to they want right. more. Overall, service. not just with you guys, but overall. Yeah. yeah. I'm still he hearing a lot of younger kids looking at the wedding sets that they want to come to somebody like us. Because it is confusing. You know what amazes me is people think that they can read a little bit on the Internet and then be experts about it. I've been doing this all my life. I still make mistakes when I buy things. Uh, it just amazes me. And there's, unfortunately, we deal with a lot of overseas places, and a lot of overseas people have different ethics than we do in the country here. So mm -hmm. uh, you really have to watch yourself. So it is right. a little bit hard to negotiate through all that stuff. But, you know, I've been doing this for ever, all my right. life. Mm -hmm. right. And I've got connections and I know what's going on. And so how can somebody look on the Internet and go, right. oh, that looks pretty. And then, you know, it's interesting to me. I'll see something yeah. that I'm going, how could they sell it for that? I'll start reading the fine uh, print and I'm going, oh, that's how they did it. Right. And it's and, not what you think it is. And it's not what you think it is. And you're going, oh, how does, how does somebody have no idea? They're going to get totally... Can I say screwed? <laughs> yes, that's it. Totally screwed. Then they come in and say, I bought this on the Internet, and what do I do? I said, well. Well, and something's wrong with it. And yes, we, so sorry. They need us to repair it. But it's <laughs> bad enough to where we can't do anything with it. Right. Well, I yeah, hear you. So it's, it's just, it gets them into trouble. And I, I just don't know how they can imagine. I can't imagine buying that expensive stuff, not even knowing about it on the Internet. Wow. wow that is crazy. That's, that's surprising to see... Uh, those numbers of, of, of that, yeah. but it makes a lot of sense. You need to, this is kind of a hands-on yeah. thing. You need to, you need to have that experience. And that's fine jewelry. It's not the low end no. costume jewelry and stuff. Now, how long were you in the downtown location? Is that where you ten started? Years. Ten years. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. We're 10 years downtown. Then we were 10 years across the street in the strip center where, game, where game right. GameStop Games, is. GameStop okay. is. Yep. That was a neat store. I liked it over there. And then um, it was a little bit bigger than downtown. And we, moved because another local business, a family-owned store, Buster Simons, yeah. had moved out and said it was a great area to be in. Everything was going this direction as far as retail. And we were looking for, we wanted to have a freestanding building to yeah. own. And this came on the market in 2002. Okay. So we grabbed it quickly. It and was interesting because 
the business that we were doing over there across the street, there was overages in it. So when we moved over here, we were able to buy the building and the land, remodel it, and pay less per rent ah, very than good. we were across the street in the, mm-hmm. in the shopping center. Wow. So it was, it was actually a no-brainer to do. Sure. Mm-hmm. But sure. again, there's learning curves on a freestanding versus a, a strip mall. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. So it's just, we got to learn. All the time we learn. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what have you noticed just uh, Stillwater history-wise from your time downtown? What was the culture downtown? And then uh, when you left, how was it? And how would you rate it today being downtown? Downtown was really interesting 30-some years ago. Uh, little towns or towns, the downtown was the Mecca. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Sixth Street there, and that 700 block was the golden goose right there. That's where all this cool old storefronts were, the old clothing stores. I don't know how many cats was down there. Yes, 7th Street Seventh and Buster Simons. Buster Simons and then... Um, Bates Brothers, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know all the all the classics, everything that you would want in a Caravan downtown. Caravan books. Yes. Downtown yeah. st- section was there, mm-hmm. and we could not get on that. So that's why we went around the corner. One thing I didn't realize was there's no parking down there. <laughs> so you have all these great businesses, but you can't go there. You got to drive around the block until somebody goes. And we'd see people driving around the block, driving around mm-hmm. the block. You can get parking <laughs> tickets. I don't know if they still do for... They do. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Why in the world would you do that? But what another interesting deal is you'd see employees parking on the street out in front of the store. I'm going, you have, you have yeah. zero parking, and you have your employees parking out in front. Now, that didn't make sense. But that's why they did it back then. Yeah. Sure. So it was, it was interesting to see all that. Uh, and then move out here was different because it's a totally different atmosphere. Uh, there, we were close enough that we had walk-in traffic. And with the bar upstairs and restaurant, uh, we they could actually go through our store to go up there. And that's when happy hour was big. So well, around, I think happy hour is still big. <laughs> so be. around, it should be. So around 5 o'clock, everybody would start floating through. And that's when we started seeing people and meeting people. And, and it, it just worked out really, really well. Of course, we move out here, totally different. And then we move across the street to freestanding, totally different. So we learned. Well, you've a you've lot. seen yeah. three completely <laughs> yeah. different ideas. Yes. When I've lost all my windows to display because you know yeah. nobody, nobody walks. Sees They're going to drive by yeah. and have a wreck. And, yeah, yeah, to see my windows. So, so. That's it. we are That's, truly destination here. Mm-hmm. And you said this is 2000, 2003 We three. opened. Okay. Um, I mean, we never closed, but we remodeled and. And this has seen a lot of growth in this area since oh. two thousand three. Oh yeah. Hey, we got Del Taco now. <laughs> it's almost, almost, yeah, are you excited? I love Del Taco. Is that good? Oh, it is delicious. Their tacos are, we're going to have to do our next show at Del Taco. Uh, their tacos are crispy. They're good. They're crisp. You know. Yeah. Um, so about Pia. Impeccably Pia is the clothing line you have. Where did you come up with that name? Well, we went to Dallas to do, what is it called when you go to do research? Research R and D research yeah, and development. Yes, on small boutiques, and one of the boutiques down there was called Impeccable Pig. Okay. And I thought, well, that's a cool name and cool store, and so got back and we're trying to think of a name, and I like the word word impeccable, mm-hmm. but of course, you know, I'm not going to use pig because somebody has right, taken that. Right. And um, so my grandma name for a friend's daughter that was having a baby, her. The friend's name is Mia, so I thought, well, my name could be Pia, since it's go. a P. So then I put the two together and thought, impeccable Pia. Well, after about a year, the people in Dallas that had impeccable pig 
franchise can open more locations, which I didn't know they were going to do that. Right. So there's an, an impeccable pig in Oklahoma City uh-huh. and maybe a couple other places in. So a lot of the college girls see our sign and think it's that. think it's pig and not Pia. So I don't know. That's okay. Yeah. That's so okay. Whatever. You know, at yeah. first you're worrying about taking theirs and yeah. then ultimately kind of they're taking yours. Yeah. So anyway, we, we share impeccable, but that's it. pea and pig is different. That's it. There you go. It's still been hard to get people to realize that there's actually two different stores inside mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's hard to advertise that. So it's it's been a little interesting. But I guess, After yeah. four years, I think we're starting to be known. That's right. Getting some traction. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the style over there is Paula's style. So uh, people that uh, like what how she looks and, and dresses and stuff, so they can, they can kind of see that over there. Very good. And you, you'd mentioned earlier that you do some poetry and you do some art mm-hmm. and you've put some of that in your clothing. You've created some pieces. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Well, I just decided one day to put a t-shirt dress together with the um, poetry and <clears throat> drawings on it and our friends at Stillwater Screen Print printed them for me. There you go. And there you go. So so what, what kind of another part of why we think this podcast is, is of interest to listeners mm-hmm. is to encourage others. If, if somebody says, well, I can do that or I can do that or mm-hmm. I have an interest in that, just, you know, be brave. Mm-hmm. Actually, Paula and our daughter Savannah is more creative than I am. Well, you can take a piece of wax and carve a ring out of it. So yeah. I think the whole family, <laughs> our, our daughter oh, is an artist. Our son is really an artist. So I think the whole family has talent in different areas. It's in the genes. It's in the genes. There you go. And we have Savannah's um, paintings in here. We have uh-huh. my paintings in here, her pottery. Um, the, this is really a gallery yes. of... Mm. All lo- sorts of media, mm-hmm. and, you know, somebody could just stop, but we'd love for you to buy something, but you could just come by and take a look and absorb the art. Mm-hmm. We love the arts, and we support the arts, so we do that in here a little bit, and do that a little bit, yeah. Okay, well, you know, we kind of teased. Do you have any of those lessons that, you know, mm-hmm. were, were a little tougher learning? I mean, were there... Were there months when there was, you know, more month than the month? It was month at the end of the money. Um, maybe you didn't have good help. You know, that's a, a thing for if you've got a retail establishment. You've got to have people you can trust. Um, did you ever, you know, just want to throw your hands up and say, golly, I'd like to go pump gas somewhere? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> About an hour ago, as a matter yeah. of fact. <laughs> yeah, but well, I don't say golly. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a memory of early on downtown we I mean it was hard because it was from nothing to build into something and there was days that were really hard but we had this one customer we called her our 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 angel angel. and her she was homebound but her husband would be out and about and spending money and buying things so she would think she needed something so she'd call somehow we she called us one day. We were sitting around trying to figure out how we were going to pay pay a few bills. Yeah, and she called and Phone asked rings. Brad to come out to the house and bring some jewelry for her to see. And so it seemed like every time we really needed a oh, sale, I love our that. angel our angel would call up. And then we also had a preacher. His name was Tom Collins. From I want to say that's Glenn, a great preacher name. Yeah. <laughs> he sold the, bread. Oh, in cookies. He for his oh. ministry for the church, they had. 
bags of five big cookies of different sorts or bread, and he would just walk them down the streets, main street and side streets, and okay. sell it was for from a little a little a little place around a little church here. at one of the Glencoe or somewhere yeah. like yeah. that. And so I forgot about him. He would be five. I mean, it was like nothing. Five cookies for two dollars or something. He always came, and we always bought. And one day, I said. We just have not had any business. We just haven't done had a single sale today. He said, well, let's pray about it. He grabbed everybody's hands Aww. and had a prayer. And sure enough, as soon as he left, we had some people start coming in. And he left us some cookies, too. Aww. So That's awesome. yeah. we just, you know, had a lot of people that were put in our lives along the way, really the whole way, still. It, it, it amazes me when you really need something, it shows up. Mm-hmm. And you just got to look up and go, thank you. Well, yeah, and so. as far as our employees, I mean, overall, we've always had great employees. There's been some that have been challenging, but they're, they're I good I mean, people. out of they're how many people. we've had right. in 38 years, <laughs> right? It's yeah. it's harder to get people these days. I think we've talked about that, but yeah. I think there are a couple other larger industries in town kind of snag them up before we mm-hmm. can get them. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, uh, the people that we've had and how they are dedicated and act like it's their store, too, mm-hmm. that's really Well, and really the, the family-owned yeah. businesses yeah. that way, the, the box stores, mm-hmm. you know, you don't even know who owns it, let yeah. alone just, you know, who yeah. who's in charge of this location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't care. Right. You know, they just want to get a paycheck and get, get their quota done and get out of there. So yeah. we, I think, been have been really lucky to have yeah. them care. What's, you know. what's been the glue for Stillwater? You mentioned if you had maybe had known more, you maybe would have picked a different market, but... You're still here, 38 years later. Well, I th- Why not can I answer? Up? Sure. I think maybe you meant on that just the lines maybe that we would like to carry that we can't. Mm. We have to sell more bread and butter mm. lines. Um, maybe could have done some more high-end things um, if we went to a, a bigger city. But right. overall, Yeah, I mean, I think you could have gone to an Oklahoma City or a Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Or- Edmond was really our first pick. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it was it was a pick that we were looking at, but then it was a little bit small, and you know we were young, and that was kind of the big time, and we were a little bit nervous about it, so we yeah. came here. Well, we liked that location on on Seventh and Husband. It yeah, just felt everything's good. just good. Everything, it, it's amazing to me. Things just fall into place, and you can't help that it. it was orchestrated. Yeah. So you just got to pay attention to that and uh, just watch it happen. I just had a couple things happen just yesterday. I realized and. You're going, wow, I was praying about that. And then all of a sudden, it just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Was that a coincidence? Overnight success takes 38 years, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah, it's the little things that mm-hmm. just pop up. It's like, you know, the, the angel walking in. And we've had yeah. people all through the 30-some years that have come in right at the right time and just been major contributors to us. That's great. Uh, That's awesome. You know, we had a, a guy come in one time that... Uh, um, we sold an extremely large diamond too from from California, and it was just how did he come and pick us? I, the chain of events brought him here, but he ended up flying me out to California to deliver the, the ring and be part of the engagement. And be part oh, of the engagement. Oh, now that's wow. super fun! Yeah. You're a part of their yeah. life. Yeah. Well, and you think about every Christmas, I try and think about how many Jackson Jewelers packages are going to be under people's trees. Mm. I mean, yeah. what an honor to think how many people we make happy mm-hmm. and I think we lose track of that sometimes and wow. in the day-to-day grind of a business to think 
how many people we've helped get married, how many people we've made happy at Valentine's, Christmas, birthdays, anniversaries. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun to see a young guy come in. He's real sheepies, and he, he, he goes to Lowe's, but he doesn't go into jewelry stores. And, <laughs> and I can tell he's wanting engagement rings, so we'll go over there, and we'll start talking, and he's just scared to death. And, and of course, he thinks that everybody's going to take his money and, and you know, just steal from him. And so you just talk there and talk him through it, and he, you develop some trust, and you ended up becoming a really good friend. Mm-hmm. And then uh, these people stick with you for 30 years, and they call you when they have babies and, and when their kids get married and when their grandkids are born. Wow. So you develop this stuff from a guy just walking in that was scared to death. You just work him through all this. Wow. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very rewarding. Well, you've got to take it as seriously as you do mm-hmm. for it to be rewarding. Yeah. Very good. Well, what's next? What Do we see anything else in this space? Um, I don't know if you can expand. or yeah, what, what else is there for you guys to do? We'll just try to do the best we can where we're at. I think probably the website, if we can ever get yeah, that. Get that, get that yeah. going. It's, it's close. It's close. And I don't, I don't think it'll be a huge deal, but it might help out a little bit. But we are seeing a lot of people look at. I look at websites before I go do things. Sure. You know, I do the research. I find out about a store and how they're rated and their reviews and all this stuff. And uh, you know, so I think it's important to have something like that. Have out a there. presence, yeah. Right. And uh, you know, we have a lot of good reviews. We got a couple that aren't good, but you know, it's how you handle the bad ones that. Those are opportunities. Mm-hmm. Opportunities, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I was reading something the other day. It's talked about problems and problems and problems, and everybody's got these problems. And the guy said, uh, they're just challenges. They're not problems. They're challenges to overcome, and you can always overcome them mm-hmm. if you got the right attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. It's getting the right attitude. That's yeah. the trick. <laughs> Wake well, up every day with the, I don't know if uh, we answered your glue question at all about huh? why we stayed here, but I think it's just you look up and it's 38, 36 it's just, years later. It's just you're just... And you there. think you just got to see it through. Yeah. And we believe in Stillwater. We've been big supporters of a lot of different areas of the arts, the hospital, the... Um, just the community in general. The community yeah. in general. Other business owners. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we try and give back. We really believe in giving back because we've been given so much. It's crazy because we were the young pups when we came here. I mean, really young. Mm-hmm. Ten. And and all those, all those old business guys, you know, and, and they were great. But you know, so I'm looking at these. God, they've been here forever. They're so successful. Now we're the old people. So. That's it. <laughs> if you stick around long enough, you, you, you end up. Well, then there's probably the new folks on different levels. You mm-hmm. know, getting started in some form of the jewelry business. You know, a lot of folks can do yeah. things at home to create some things. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're not talking fine jewelry, really. But you know, there's still a little bit of that. You know, entrepreneurial spirit yeah. in mm-hmm. in young folks today, or, yeah. or other folks who are ready to change careers. You know, there are people that'll do, you know, something for a long time and say, you know, that doesn't make me happy anymore. I think I want to yeah. go be creative. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are going to have another career eventually, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Eventually. What is that? I don't know. We get to <laughs> we get to pick it. We get to pick. Uh-huh. There'll be some time when you want to get yeah. an RV and travel right. or something. A different. I'm going to take it. care of our grandson. That's it. You got a grandkid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, awesome. See, I could, I could see myself making a yes. yeah. career change. A career yeah. change. We could go right. down where they live in North Dallas and help them with their, oh, yeah. their businesses. Go. So are we yeah. calling you Pia? We'll see. He's only one. Oh, so okay. Yeah. I'm, 
we'll see what comes well, out. Well, hopefully not pig. Right yeah, now. really. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> Grandma, right. anything is, is fine. Yeah. Now, by saying North Dallas and doing something like that, we don't want anybody to think that we're going out of business. So. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but eventually, eventually. eventually oh, no, bad press is better than no press, yeah. right? Eventually, yeah, we might retire. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually, someday. Maybe. 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 Not, not today, not this Christmas not this, coming yeah. up. you still got plenty of time. Yeah. I'll steal a parting shot from another uh, group. Uh, but how can we, as the community, support what y'all are doing here and continue to contribute to? That is a silly question. <laughs> oh my gosh! Get your credit just, card out. Just yeah. get your credit card out. Come to Anna. So before you leave today, let us yeah. sign yeah. you the something. Door, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's easy. Just, just I mean, give us give us opportunity. Give us an opportunity, and we'll do our best to. If we don't have it, we can sometimes order it in. Or you just make it. I just make it. Make it. it. Yeah. You know, sometimes we can't help the person. We truly can't. But we always try and find first the place in town we can send them to if we can't take care of them or where we can send them to otherwise. If we can't. But usually we can. Yeah. Yeah, we've got so many options. So many options. Wonderful. Well, this has been fabulous. Thank you guys for well, thank you. giving us yeah. an opportunity to visit with you. I know our listeners and viewers are tickled to get to see behind the curtain of Jackson Diamond Jewelers. Yeah. I'm yeah. Cheryl Pickens. Jonathan Yudoka. And this has been Our Town. Thank you. Hooray. All right. Dun, dun, dun.